you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Vidite ako se napravi greška, tako ki bude kobna, nema vraćanja nazad. So, Europe need to to remain more sexy lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izvinite gregi. Unless he came up here, so... Anyway. Um, so you're here? I'm Who's here, the, yes. I, this is Jason Miko coming to you from the foot of Vodno Mountain, Skopje, Macedonia. And this is Tritum Shilomelov, also in Skopje, Macedonia. <laughs> for a rare live... Uh, Recording of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. Yes, I think this is episode 149, but we need to kind of confirm that. We might have, I know we missed episode 10. We don't talk about episode 10. Yeah. And there may have been another one, but... There's so many episodes. <laughs> if this is episode 149, and officially it is episode 149, that means for episode 150, mm -hmm. maybe I'll be here and we can do this. Yeah. We should do something special. I don't know what, but we'll have to... Bungee jumping. <laughs> no, it's so many episodes. I didn't think the, the podcast or the country will last that long. <laughs> and I know we said that we would, we would do this more often, and then life intervenes. Yeah. Whether it's our Christmas and then New Year's, or then Orthodox Christmas, so and travel, Christmases. and people are sick, and whatnot. But, you know... <laughs> I am here and it is now, and uh, we got ourselves a let's, as James Lilac says, let's have ourselves a podcast. Yeah, and we have uh, actually good timing. We have the uh, new American henchman uh, right like a few hundred meters from us, uh, or I think he already left like a few, like an hour ago, but. Uh, You're was, referring to. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. Derek. Chalet. Chalet? Chalet. Chalet. Chalet? Chalet. Like the ski cabin or? No, that would be a C-H-A-L-E-T. This is C-H-O-L-L-E-T. So, officially, the counselor of the department, Derek Cholet. It's a weird position to get involved it's, in Macedonia. I, I don't know what even that is. And, of course, he is a, um, I think he's a far lefty. Uh, he has never worked in the private sector. He's always been in politics. He has a... Bachelor of Arts degree, uh, and that's it. Which is that's that's. I've just got a Bachelor of Science degree, but I'm not dictating American foreign policy. So <laughs> or better or worse. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's started off by uh, writing. He was uh, campaigned for Hillary Clinton, uh, campaigned and worked for Hillary Clinton and uh, Barack Obama. Uh, worked for Brookings, which is a far left institution. Mm -hmm. Uh, worked on the uh, John Kerry, Senator John Kerry from uh, Democrat from North Carolina. So, um, a lot of these guys are writers somehow. Yes, as who was the the idiot? Oh, yeah, Matthew uh, Palmer. Sorry, Matthew Palmer was the. Well, yeah, Matthew Palmer. Yeah, who still? I mean, he writes uh, the Wolf of Sarajevo and yeah, yeah, yeah. the American Mission and things like that, and he Ho comes hoping that he will get Margot Robbie to star in the <laughs> But the other one that worked for Obama in the National Security Council, the uh, ah. Ben Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Who then admitted that it was a big echo chamber that, yeah. you know, and they were just telling lies, etc. So <laughs> We had a crazy situation in Bosnia and other having this day of the Republika Srpska, the Serbian statelet, and uh, uh, there was a <laughs> stern uh, response from the U.S. Embassy there that uh, they're, they, they're celebrating the day because... It's kind of like genocidal, and uh, it's considered like a genus product of genocide, uh, the entity. And then pushing for independence mm -hmm. puts the country on the road to ruin. Like they actually use the terms like they're gonna, it's gonna destroy the Republika Srpska. Mm -hmm. And then they also said like stop following like the the will or wisp of independence. <laughs> like the term of phrase, the will or wisp. Will o', Will o' the Wisp is, <laughs> yeah. is, a, is a common phrase, actually, in English, um, but I can't remember. It's a literary. Yeah. Uh, came, it comes from a book or something like that. So, but that's what they were telling they, me. They, yeah, that's what they exactly. <laughs> so, well, so Derek is, is here, was here, on, he's on a trip. Started off in the United Arab Emirates, I think, and then he's in Macedonia, Kosovo, and Serbia, too. This, I guess, is a follow-on of oh, Team Sanctions. Team Sanctions. Um, to, uh, I don't know, what, he's reading the Riot Act or... We were expecting him to come before New Year and to deliver like the 
list of uh, new of politicians who will be put on the blacklist by the United States, which is something that was announced by the ambassador, the new ambassador Angela Geller, completely unforced. They had a stable government uh, doing its bidding, whatever they asked for, raise the SM and uh, do you deliver? But apparently they're not satisfied in full with what they got here. Mm-hmm. They want to shake it up a little. And uh, uh, they, Angela Aguilar announced that there is a sanction team in Skopje looking into corrupt actors uh, from all sides. So it's no news that they're going after Vimera people, mm-hmm. if they do. But what she said was that we're going after current incumbent government officials and also that she was pretty testy after the new special prosecutor was appointed who is a Dewey mm-hmm. candidate, Dewey mm-hmm. official. So this is unheard of that the US embassy is going after their most loyal soldiers here, the Dewey, the Albanians, and the ASDSM, which are also now totally loyal. We heard some crazy stuff about the sanctions thing, but we'll give it a few episodes. Maybe before we... <laughs> yeah, we need we need to we need to confirm these things. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> or stop laughing <laughs> after what we heard. But uh, they came, they left, they apparently prepared a list, and there is incumbent officials apparently. Um, so Chalet Chalet was just meeting uh, Kovacevsky, the. Uh, Prime Minister, before that they were talking on the phone like days ago, He's, uh, and he left without giving a statement. Uh, the Prime Minister was left to say that, uh, which, which is a very important, interesting signal, right? Mm. Uh, the Prime Minister said that uh, they did not discuss a blacklist, he did not bring a blacklist with him, but they discussed what is now the huge burning issue of corruption in the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, Prime Minister did not say that, but this is the problem. And uh, there are other burning issues. We have Kosovo, like in uh, every other day, something new and uh, escalatory happens. Sure, children yeah. were shot this week. Yeah. Uh, we had a situation with the Kosovo Academy, like just last month, but still a very interesting. They actually publicly rebuked Ali Ahmeti for not wanting to get Macedonia involved in the whole mess around rejoining the Kosovo borders. Hmm. So their position was, let's prevent the Serbs from taking a part of Kosovo, the northern part, mm-hmm. let's protect the integrity of Kosovo, but you, Ahmed, is saying that if the Serbs take this part, you will ask for an equal portion of Macedonia, like proportionate to population. Uh, so they're, they're couching this as, okay, this will prevent the partition of Kosovo, but in reality, everybody reads it like, okay, if the Serbs take Mitrovica, which would be cost to pay for the agreement, then we, at least Albanians, we take half of Macedonia, right? Right. Uh, and this was from the Academy of Sciences, which is uh, an institution which usually starts a war in the Balkans. <laughs> <laughs> so this was interesting. Hmm. And Chalet is now going from Skopje to Pristina and then to Belgrade, uh, and... Uh, We'll see, I guess, soon if uh, uh, what's the message, what, what are the marching orders, if we have people in the Albanian partner, in Dewey being charged, uh, the party is split, there is an active uh, faction within Dewey, which is also unheard of. Ahmedi was just killed. <laughs> I mean, he actually shot a, a rival in Kitschewal, not like five, six years ago. Oh, I do Local remember that. Yeah, remember. yeah. So I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. really over, over doing this. Mm-hmm. They shot a rival politician in Neprostuna. They killed mm-hmm. him, actually. Mm-hmm. That was also a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had two, two recent, relatively recent murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, like domestic Albanian camp uh, house, cli- house, house cleaning. <laughs> and we'll see if something like this happens and what happens to SDSM if there will be other, if there will be SDSM people as well. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the embassy could just go the stupidest route, the uh, usual route, and just uh, go after Vimera people, which, you know, they are saying that, uh, you know, government needs to fight corruption, but Vimera needs to sign on the dotted line and uh, admit the Bulgarians in the constitution and open the door to continued um, further um, relativization of Macedonian national identity. So they might just, you know, use this to... Uh, use force to go after Vimera, but at the moment it looks like they want to use in, in, enticement or even the prospect of broad coalitions bringing Vimera to power in exchange for their votes. Right. So there's a lot of there. There, there <laughs> is. And 
And of course, the the press release that the U.S. Embassy put out uh, said that that Chalet was here to talk about you know energy, the economy, and, and of course they they end with the fight against corruption. So, um, so we'll see. Uh, be yeah, be interesting. I mean, I saw that Chalet put out a, a comment after his meeting with the UAE before he came here. So he might you know he might put out something on the on the, on the Twitter spheres, on social media, etc. Yeah, the Kosovo press will catch on to him, but yeah. discuss just about Kosovo. They wouldn't talk right. about Mr. Dennis. Yeah. But related to that, so so Eddie Rama, the Prime Minister of Albania, invited several, well, invited all the yeah. ethnic Albanian leaders of Macedonia to come to Tirana <clears throat> for a chat, uh, and that just happened, I think, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's kind of like you know, I, I I wonder, I always wonder how if Vladimir Putin were to invite the uh, the mm-hmm. ethnic Russian leadership of Estonia or Latvia to mm-hmm. come to Moscow. You know, the the West would be would, would go mad mm-hmm. and denounce it and everything mm-hmm. else. But this happens, and it, nobody says. And they'll be squad. arrested on return home. Yeah. Well, yeah. There are calls here that we arrest the Albanian leaders after they return to Skopje, but no. that's they're more likely to arrest the Macedonian government <laughs> than the other way around. So they met and they talked about, I guess. You know, I don't know. Some people said it was just a chance to enjoy wine and a good meal, and yeah. <laughs> others others said it was a chance to try and shore up uh, support uh, for the various Albanian parties here. Mm. What What did you hear? So the last time we had this was 2016 when mm. uh, John Brennan, the CIA director, yeah. was in Tirana, and immediately after, Idirama convinced the leaders of the Albanian parties, and the agreement was do not form a coalition with Vimero. Uh, bring Isdisim to power and we'll get everything we wanted. Mm-hmm. And they had the Tirana platform. Uh, they did not get everything they wanted. They got a lot of things, but they have a, a strategy of uh, procrastination. Or not uh, like uh, tactical... What was the general's name? God, the Roman general. Uh, what era? The steady... Wins the the race. The, oh. the communists used after the after yeah. Race. No, I can't. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, I forget. <laughs> uh, okay, so the um, salami slicing tactics. Because I mm. can't remember the classical reference. <laughs> uh, and uh, the current bit of salami they want, the Albanians want, is that we have the language, the Albanian language, made fully official in the constitution. So since we're forced by the Bulgarians and the EU and uh, the US uh, governments to amend the constitution and add the Bulgarians in the constitution as a nation uh, that may then eventually expand to cover the Macedonians by, you know, enticement by... The Bulgarians would like to say true beatings and true uh, good. So, do, uh, so dobro is so cute. Mm, so mm, mm. With, with the goodwill and with beatings. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... Taking care of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they say it. Uh, so the um, Albania second, the next uh, bit we want in our gradual takeover would be that uh, uh, we already have a lot that the Albanian language is fully official. Zayat gave us that. But it... It hit a rock in the Constitution because the Constitution does not provide for this. So let's amend the Constitution now and explicitly state that the official languages are the Macedonian and the Albanian. Uh, but this would complicate the already difficult vote for the Bulgarian uh, mm. amendment. So practically, Vimera is blocking this. There, there needs to be 81 votes for this. Vimera does not give the votes, obviously. And, uh, but they might give the votes through defections uh, of some kind if there is an agreement for early elections, mm-hmm. after which Vimera would easily win, judging by the <coughs> polls. So the Albanians say, okay, if, if we press this demand right now, we might spoil this other thing, we might uh, spoil the whole process, we might overreach, but then there is obviously complaints that we are not reaching far enough for the position we have at the moment. Uh, and uh, this was definitely one of the points of discussion. How do we, uh, what do we do with Macedonia? What are our next demands from Macedonia in terms of the Albanian national cause? But also, let's be realistic. I mean, with the shootings in Kosovo, with everything else going on, uh, instead of salami slicing, there might be just one large uh, move of the cliver. And uh, if Kosovo is split, is divided, the obvious logical demand from the Albanians will be we want our part of Macedonia, if not immediately, then at least in some sort of like uh, Republika Srpska or mm. the Northern Mitrovica part in Kosovo, 
aut- autonomous portion of Macedonia that self-governed Albanian portion of of Macedonia. That right. The logical yeah. next step, if depending on how things go in Kosovo in Bosnia. Right. I think I think it's worth reiterating. You mentioned the um, meeting in two thousand and six. I think it was actually two thousand seventeen. But they released the so-called Tirana yeah, platform. January, yeah. yeah, they released the so-called Tirana platform on Christmas Day, Orthodox yeah, Christmas Day, Christmas January seven, which was done uh, with malice aforethought yeah. uh, to stick it into the eye of the Macedonians. Mm-hmm. So, and nobody said diddly squat about that either. So it's just kind of they they continue to do this. Uh, you also mentioned I want John Brennan, who was the CIA yeah. director. Fun fact about John Brennan uh, is that he actually admitted that when he was a younger man. His first vote uh, as a uh, American citizen, being able to vote in a presidential election, was for the then communist candidate mm. for president in the 1970s, yeah. I believe it was. He had a serious problem with your intelligence people. Yeah, yeah, and John Brennan is a particularly despicable form of mm. evil. Uh, yeah. Now, of course, he's he's retired, but he still tweets and. He's a he's a hot mess, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right about our our intelligence. So, well, we'll see. That, well, yeah, we'll see. Now, you mentioned early elections, which uh, Miskowski keeps asking for, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> doesn't seem to be getting anywhere with those. But this is January of 2023. Uh, I should mention that we're recording this uh, today is January 11, mm-hmm. episode 149. Um, normally, elections, parliamentary elections, would be held in. Is it a year from now? Uh, summer of 2024. Summer of 2024. Uh, and that would be along with presidential. The presidential, yeah. He right. have to I think he's... resign a little early or something like that. Uh, there needs a little fine-tuning, but they're both in 2024. Okay. So that's a little <laughs> over a year, call it 15 months, spring, summer, so mm-hmm. 16 months from now. Um, I just, yeah, I don't see how, unless there's some internal machinations going on in Sidisa, uh, how they're going to be able to bring forward early elections mm-hmm. before that? Uh, I mean, the card Wimmer is playing is obviously the amendments to the Constitution. They can't say that. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's pretty clear with all the... Because with the ASDSM positions uh, accepting the Bulgarian demands, and which were then quickly accepted by the EU as uh, at the council level, at the level of the... Of Brussels, mm-hmm. the top Brussels decisions maker, decision makers, and the uh, U.S. government is obviously reiterating the call for the opposition to vote for this. Uh, there is very, there is little, there is no getting out of this. Uh, it's accepted by our government that uh, uh, if we do not deliver, that then Bulgaria has right to block our accession talks. We did not say this before. We would never say this before with regard to the Greeks. We would always say this is a unprincipled, this is a crazy request, you're violating EU principles, so blah, blah, blah. And uh, we would never agree that the blocking country has the right. Yeah. Now, ESDSM officials go out and they say, well, it's not Bulgaria blocking us, it's our, we are own, we're self-blocking us, our own opposition is blocking us, which is a very new turn of phrase for us. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, Practically, they acknowledge that Bulgaria will do this after, by the end of this year, there is some kind of like bureaucratic movement in Brussels by the end of this year without amendments. But if we do not amend the constitution by the end of this year, then uh, Bulgaria will block us and our government says it's their right to do and they will do it uh, and it will be Vimera's fault. So Vimera is like demanding early elections and uh, it's, I don't know if... How, so we have the defections of uh, uh, around the Prespa Treaty of 2019 mm-hmm. when uh, eight Vemera members bribed, blackmailed, voted for the Prespa Treaty. Yeah. So now Mitskovsky says he will resign as party leader if uh, one of them votes for this. Mm. And yeah, we're in a, we're in a pickle, but uh, there is no other way out. I mean, right. it's either... Um, you know, somebody from Vimera cashes in and uh, the party is in turmoil or they hold firm and get some concessions out of this, mainly early elections. And what they demand also, I mean, Vimera says, okay, we will accept this uh, amendment. We have all the other ethnic groups in the 
right. constitution, but we want a right. guarantee from EU or from the Bulgarians that this will be the last of it. There will be no more demands. And reciprocity, I believe. Or did, uh, they, did they drop that? Kind of, yeah, I, it, I think it was either or yeah. initially. So, yeah, demand that there be no more concessions, which, of course, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the uh, the Bulgarians would probably say, uh, you know, with their fingers crossed behind their backs, yeah. no more concessions, of course. Uh, but, the, yeah, they cannot be trusted. Um, to your point about, you know, the um, how this has developed, I think Pendorovsky keeps saying, look, everybody, all the leaders here have agreed on a European perspective. <laughs> True. Everybody wants to join the European <laughs> Union. True. Now we can join the European Union, mm-hmm. but there's just one thing we have to do. And so it's kind of, that's how they flip the whole thing mm-hmm. to make it, you guys, Pumaro, yeah, yeah. are the bad guys because you want to, you say you want a European perspective, but you're not willing to take the next step mm-hmm. or not, not the last step, but the next step, because yeah. after that, there will be a next step. And after that, there will be a next step. No, they were super opposed to this request, Pendarovsky, Kovacevsky, everybody. Yeah. And uh, then Kovacevsky was, was invited to the, I think it was the Harry Truman aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Very lightly publicized visit, unlike when Zayev was invited uh, uh, some time back. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, <laughs> he flipped on a dime. Yeah. You say you can't turn an aircraft carrier, but <laughs> you can turn like a statelet uh, in, a, in a corrupt government very quickly. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. What was he promised? Yeah. Or... You know, was he kept under the, you know, like, in what, for how long was he kept in water? <laughs> Did they tie him to an empty fuel drum and uh, said, like, we push, we're push you over. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now we have practically, I mean, the, their parties um, collapsing. There was the IRI poll, which showed they were ah, yeah. beating them mm-hmm. almost two to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this Wimmer is not growing in the polls, mm. but because the issue of Bulgaria is so poisonous for SDSM diehards, the old communist guard, uh, so they're splitting by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, I mean, we just had like the most the funniest development was that uh, Mia abolished all the correspondent positions, including my own, uh, in Washington. They abolished the position in Brussels, in that. Washington, yes. and in, Athens. Ta- that's Tanya. <laughs> Tanya Milovsky. And yeah. so because of her, the, uh, the niece of uh, Borian Yovanovsky, mm-hmm. uh, you know, diehard is this, um, like completely red bourgeoisie, communist era, family, etc. Uh, and uh, they're split now in their own family. Like uh, Borian Yovanovsky openly supports the Bulgarian uh, concession. They're trying to portray it as uh, some major victory because Bulgaria would agree to say that we are Macedonians now, and that this term exists since, in, with some meaning since 1944. Mm. This is what they are accepting and uh, declaring a victory mm-hmm. for the country. And everything before that would be taught in our schools as you know, Bulgarians, 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 or Greeks, 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 and then Bulgarians, 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 and then like in the last five minutes of our historical span would be okay, Macedonians. Right. <laughs> uh, so Borian says, great. But Tanya and her mother, uh, Svetlana Ivanovska, who was appointed as uh, a spokeswoman of the embassy in the EU. Mm-hmm. So she was spokeswoman of the embassy and her daughter was correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and uh, they were both fired mm-hmm. uh, because uh, of public criticism of the, you're giving too much to the Bulgarians. And mm-hmm. she would post like, my grand mother fought the Bulgarians. Uh, she would cut their heads off or something like that. And they're like, not maybe not hundreds, but dozens of uh, uh, public statements from EU officials, from uh, the union of journalists, somebody she's tight with in Brussels, and stop. Uh, whenever somebody would tweet something uh, at Tanya Milovska, mm-hmm. uh, and there would be like a statement that uh, we are violating the freedom of the press of a courageous woman journalist, uh, sticking it to the patriarchy and the nationalists and everybody. And now she's being fired, her position abolished for political reasons. She gave one interview in which she, she clearly stated that she's being fired for political reasons and there is complete silence everywhere. It's beautiful. Is she going to stay there? Or do you guys I mean, they live there for oh, so long. Okay. They'll, so they they'll, get, they'll, they'll get, get some connections and she'll go to work for some NGO or something. She used like to work for Georgi Gotov. Remember him? Like, oh, uh, yeah. That was beautiful. He so finally she, banned me. Uh, or um, blocked me on Twitter. Oh, he banned me a decade ago. I know. Right? Banned, no, but, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember I, I, I found an old tweet of his. Well, I, I not, wasn't 
at the time it was current in my copy, he uh-huh. said the North Macedonians, quote unquote, yeah, have existed yeah. since 1945 oh, or something yeah. like that. So it's just kind of. Yeah, when the money was good, she worked with this guy. She right. had no problem working with a, you know, typical Bulgarian right. uh, pro- promoter of Bulgarian historical positions, which is a, what you said is a typical Bulgarian position, mm-hmm. <laughs> and our government is now agreeing to it. Right. But now they're on the on the Nikola Dimitrov open Balkan bandwagon, so they're practically like the other option is. The options, option is uh, EU integration and adopting of Bulgarian identity or mm-hmm. uh, integration with Serbia and uh, identity stays, like this Yugoslavized version of our identity stays, but mm-hmm. no EU for you. You get to stay in a regional customs area with Serbia and Bosnia and Montenegro and Albania until that point when Bulgaria and Albania Serbia decided to actually hard partition the lands mm. instead of so- soft partitioning it, mm-hmm. partitioning it, as they're doing now at the moment. Right. Oh. Yeah. All right. What yeah. else we got for today? We. Um... <clears throat> no, but the divisions in East Jerusalem are actually pretty fascinating. There are mm-hmm. now two open. So after the IRI poll, there are now two open. Uh, scenarios for the government. Mm-hmm. For early elections, they're openly discussed by SDSM people, by the government. So until yesterday, they would say, okay, we are buying, we are getting, we are persuading vulnerable people to vote for this. Mm-hmm. As of a few, maybe 10 days ago, this has completely turned. Um, and we're now talking about who is in which faction in SDSM. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vimmer is now saying, okay, we are now hunting for SDSM members of parliament to vote to bring down the government. Mm-hmm. So the divisions are, uh, Zaev obviously had a huge faction, fu- funded the party for so long, uh, had some rivalry with Branko Cervenkovsky, but had him sidelined, uh, elevated Kovacevsky after he lost the local elections. We're still not sure what was the real reason he had to resign from the government and from politics, practically, who or what pressured him. Was it just the local elections loss or something else? He practically gave the party to a new person who is trying to make amends with Tsarvenkovsky's wing. So he's bringing in intelligence people from Tsarvenkovsky's faction. Very powerful intelligence operator, uh, Milezicevic. He's now hailed as the new SDSM's Mialkov. Mm, okay. Ever present. Yeah. He's a Serbian, right. but, you know, but... He's adding a new last name to his name, Milezicevic Vardarsky of Vardar. So he's now like the patriotic. Mm. He's literally using the term Branik, which Mialkov used, uh, which was like uh, a shoulder, like a defensive position. But uh, it was also the name of like a pro-Bulgarian, pro-fascist organization in Greek, Aegean Macedonia, Mm -hmm. uh, who was killing Greeks uh, Mm. during the Second World War. Mm. It's not a term that these types usually use. Uh, so, um, Zayaf is apparently not satisfied with uh, this uh, outcome. And there was a, a journalist, Branko Girovsky, who mm. launched the whole collapse of the special prosecutor of right. Katicayanova, a lot of the uh, fund developments in 2018, 2019. He's now saying, okay, there is a, a secretive arrangement between Zayaf and Mitskovsky. Zayev wants to help Mitskovsky win power, not for his own sake, but this would embarrass, this would defeat the new leader of SDSM, and the party would, by default, turn back to Zayev, the last winning uh, leader of the party, and uh, he would get his own party back, and then hopefully not wait 10 years, like uh, SDSM had to wait until Kurevsky, but Mm -hmm. then probably sooner dispose of uh, Mitskovsky. And the twist in this, uh, which uh, Gerovsky said, was that uh, uh, Zayev would try to even avoid going in the opposition fully, mm-hmm. but would try try to have early elections with the help of uh, members of parliament loyal to him, members of government loyal to him. He has three powerful members of government, the interior minister, the agriculture and the transportation minister, mm-hmm. the infrastructure ministers, they're his people, bring down the government through parliament, through loyalists in parliament. Uh, and then, have early elections, SDSM would probably lose. They have a faction in Kumanovo. They would have a faction now with uh, Zaev and uh, Kovacevsky as the nominal leader. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they would probably lose, but the Zayaf would uh, try to take over the party and then request uh, an all-Macedonian coalition, like mm. the two main Macedonian parties, Vemur and Izdiasim, forming the pillar of, of the next government, having Albanians, obviously, uh, for representation, but maybe not Dui, maybe not the whole of Dui, which is also having factions, in a much weakened position than now. The Albanians now run about half the government, uh, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, the prime minister would be whoever, whose part, whoever wins the elections, like if Vemero wins Mitskovsky, if SDSM wins Zayev or Kovacevsky, and then uh, the other side would probably get the presidency, right. like uh, in uh, 2024 when the elections are due. So if Mitskovsky is prime minister, then Zayev would run for president in 2024. And this is like an open challenge to Kovacevsky. And Kovacevsky responded to an intermediary of his uh, that uh, he would like to see uh, an all-Albanian government. So practically all the Albanian parties. Okay, early elections if it happens. Okay. Um, SDSM running together in pre-election coalition with DUI, with the Alternative, with the Alliance, all the Albanian parties, except for BESA, mm. which is now coming out as the strongest challenger to DUI, did not attend the meeting in Tirana, so they are like the... They have the mayorship, mayorship of Tetovo. Tetovo, very yeah. powerful position. Yeah. So, uh, this would be like their... Their response, like, uh, try to win the next elections with bare, like, 61 votes, mm. seats in parliament if we join most of the Albanian parties around us and still count on some loyalists, decent voters, who would not be dismayed by voting for a list that would be half or even more than half Albanian. Mm-hmm. So these are now two openly discussed options, which could easily get into, you know, be activated if... The U.S. Embassy stands firm in its plan to actually shake up the government, starts arresting people, and, uh, and then we'll see where things go. So we went from the you know, strong government, whether the challenge from Mitskovsky uh, a year and a few months ago, mm-hmm. um, new leader re-elected, uh, you know, opening EU accession talks as they portrayed the developments in Brussels. And we are hunting for Vimera members of parliament to join us. They went from this position to, okay, we have three or four factions in SDSM, two in Dui, the ambassadors are, are on our case, which has never happened before. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to respond to this. And uh, we might fall. The date is like uh, maybe a new government in, uh, okay, vote in February to form a new government, to dissolve parliament in a new government, a technical government, and then elections in May. This is the timeline put forward by Mitskovsky. Right, and that's the, everybody keeps forgetting, I think, about the, once there's an agreement to have uh, elections, there's a 100-day period, I believe, of a technical government, so both parties, and, what was the other one? A new prime minister. Yes, but an ethnic Albanian. Yes, I kind of forgot about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was having that conversation with somebody the other day. and so an ethnic Albanian as prime minister, which would be the first time in Macedonia's history. Uh, mm-hmm. And how does that factor in? What does that mean? How do people respond to that? I'm, I'm not sure. It's something to think about. Maybe we'll keep that and think about that and cogitate on it for our 150th episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but that is something that Ali Ahmeti hasn't forgotten, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. He'll be pushing yeah. for it. So, uh, so we, we will see. Um, I mean, I don't know what the end game is here. Is mm-hmm. the, I mean, this was a coordinated push by the U.S. ambassador and then the British and the EU ambassadors. Mm-hmm. They stopped. I mean, they mm-hmm. put this out in December, and then they, they're not insisting on this that much in their public statements. They took a break for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Today, you know, the statement from... There was no statement from the visiting uh, dignitary and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know... Th- is the goal to actually, you know, has, has it, is it dawning on them that they have alienated the majority population in this country for so long that, you know, uh, Macedonians are honestly, you know, disgusted by the U.S. And uh, this was, this came up, this comes up, you know, right. uh, with the sanctions guys and everybody that, like, uh, 
Why do you like Russia? We Macedonians like Russia so much. Well, <laughs> you know, start, start uh, do another coup in Macedonia against the pro-Macedonian government and uh, give more concessions to everybody around us and uh, bring more corrupt, uh, deracinated leaders like Zayev uh, in power and, and, you know, let's see what happens then. Yeah, I, it's, it's not so much, uh, you know, why do you Macedonians hate America as why do you Macedonians hate the State Department. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, which is, which is, uh, yeah, it's because the, the Russians haven't attempted a coup in, in Macedonia. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and, and this, I think I, we, we've talked about this in our last podcast and I've written about it, the idea that perhaps state, the State Department, Kale, uh, realized that they've gone too far in, in, um, mm. pushing the center right and elevating the center left and the Albanians and, and, and critically, that in doing so, uh, in ignoring corruption from Sotosa and the Albanian parties, they have, they being the State Department, have essentially said to the Macedonian population, corruption is okay, it's fine, yeah. it's tolerable, uh, and which in turn weakens institutions, which in turn weakens the state mm. of Macedonia. Uh, and I mean, they know that they're smart enough to know mm-hmm. that, and so that that could be it. But like you like you said, like we talked about, we'll have to wait and see what they actually do, mm-hmm. what what the next steps are with team sanctions and uh, and uh, their next steps. Um, yeah, they could actually have a NATO member collapse on itself. I mean, this is there is no more purpose of uh, now this country. If Macedonia give up, say, okay, fine, we tried once in. Uh, Ninety-eight, we had uh, a coup practically mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. war. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, uh, you know, the, this, uh, the war of two thousand one, the, the breaking down of the Georgievsky government, who was the first one who openly advocated pro-Western positions, yeah. aligned with the U.S. Yeah. against Serbia, which was unheard of, unimaginable mm-hmm. for us at the time. Uh, and then the U.S. stabbed him in the back immediately, like a year and a half after the war in Kosovo. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there was like hundreds of Georgievsky's men being arrested in 2002 when SDSM, Trevinkovsky and Harry Kostov took over. Mm-hmm. This was like the first massive arrest since communism in Macedonia uh, before the, you know, the, the current campaign against Gruevsky's Vemera. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of these guys who was a customs director, Dragan Daravilsky, he fled to Serbia, charged over several million of, uh, you know, some customs procedure that uh, he allegedly rigged this way or that way to uh, make this money, and he was protected by Serbia for so long. Apparently, his, uh, his son died, and he had to return to Macedonia eventually mm. after you know extradition requests were ignored by Serbia. He's now arrested, mm. but you know, we're still arresting people from the purge carried out by Ambassador ago. Butler. And uh, yeah, like, uh, and or Ambassador Einik in two thousand and one too. Well, so. He was a no. I don't think yeah. he was a factor in anything. But uh, and, and and we are not to mention the ongoing arrests of current Vimera people, and nobody goes to prison from doing arrest. This I mean, you know, obviously Macedonians are going to get a hint and say the U.S. does not want us to exist as a Macedonian state. Mm. But we have to accept everything else, and if that, if that's the reason, if this is not a Macedonian state, but that's the price we have to pay, losing the Macedonian identity to have an orderly, functioning country with investments and infrastructure to get the EU largesse, etc. One, it's pretty uncertain that we are actually getting something out of this. We were actually arguably getting much more in investments and even EU infrastructure funding under Gruevski than now. Mm-hmm visible funding, mm-hmm. plus we were getting Chinese-Russian investments, uh, now that's uh, verboten. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, if this is not going to be a Macedonian country, but that's the process we have to go through to get something, to live in an orderly functioning country, well, listen, hey, I can just give up and go to a non-Macedonian orderly functioning country right now. I can go to Portugal, I can go to Ireland, I can go to Italy, I can go anywhere, mm-hmm. and, you know, have the same thing right now without waiting for cycles and cycles and cycles of uh, uh, changing our national identity, well, then maybe this will unlock uh, some meager funding from some highway or water treatment plant, and then we give up on that, and we might get like, uh, I mean, why, why wait? Right. If, if 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 the end game is you is you lose the country, but the territory is going to be maybe slightly less 
impoverished and uh, backwards. Uh, yeah. So, uh, or you know, it's it could be just that you know somebody in state department misses the old arrangements they had with Zayev, mm-hmm. which were probably apparently very lucrative for some of them, mm-hmm. and they just say, "Listen, let's have another." Role of the old uh, marijuana planting. Now, now it's now in some cases they're actually <laughs> now the big business is no longer marijuana because we've collapsed, we've crashed domestic energy production. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now every every politician is setting up an energy trading business and they're just importing electricity from Bulgaria or from Republika Srpska, mm-hmm. <laughs> even funnier, <laughs> and. Um, they're just making money by on the click of the button. You don't even have to grow the marijuana and then find some Albanians to steal it from you and smuggle it to Italy. This is much cleaner, much faster. <laughs> so now, now the, somebody in state might be interested in getting, uh, you know, just lining their pockets with uh, fr- from the carcass of this country <laughs> through, through Zayf again. Yeah, well, you know, I want to touch on something that I know, I think Stevo Pandorovsky uh-huh. said during his uh, speech to the diplomats in December. He said... You know, there's no danger of, of a Macedonian becoming a Bulgarian, um, which, number one, is not true. Yeah. Uh, it just takes a little time. So, yeah. you know, to this idea that, you know, you, you accept the, the incessant and constant and continuous Bulgarian demands, uh, that's no danger to the Macedonian identity. Yeah. Well, yeah, nobody's going to wake up one morning go to bed at night saying I'm a Macedonian and wake up the next morning saying they're a Bulgarian. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. It's because it happens over time. Yeah. Uh, and when you start doing things like changing the textbooks and teaching this <laughs> crap in school and letting the Albanians, uh, you know, do their thing, then people's perception and not just people, but especially the children over time, that's going to have a negative net negative effect. And that's an, it's 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 the way it's always been done throughout all of history, and it is a clear and present danger. Mm. And if you don't address it, it's going to come back and bite you. And you will wake up one day with kids that have a Bulgarian consciousness, mm. uh, and the Albanians running the yeah. entire government and the economy. Yeah. Uh, so that is just that is something I can't stress. It's, it's got to be watched. It's. That's why you know the 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 education is so so vital and yeah, yeah we have to you know put it forward to both our friends and neighbors here in uh, downtown Skopje where which normally votes left and mm. uh, are above it all they have mm. advanced from their primordial you know nationalist state they are now citizens of the world citizens of the world yes <laughs> and to the State Department that uh, you know you will. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is this is not a very watered down identity. We have a fake uh, flag mm-hmm. uh, drawn under pressure by a person who is open Macedonophobe, open mm-hmm. hater of Macedonian national identity, like a deranged person. Seriously, We have a fake coat of arms. Grevsky had the votes in Parliament to change it when the Carlovic Revolution started to change it with a proper historical. Coat of arms. It's not the only socialist relic, uh, except for Belarus in Europe. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, we have a Good fake company. anthem. The original anthem is not used. Mm-hmm. Sloboda. We have an anthem uh, written by the a partisan song written by the uh, father of Macedonia's first foreign minister, Dinko Malevski, Vladimir Malevski, who whose son now. Uh, was a true and true communist, would not support Macedonian independence, uh, said you can have an independent country outside of Yugoslavia but without me in it. Mm-hmm. We got an independent country, he stayed here as foreign minister, no less. Uh, then he discovered that he's Albanian because his mother is from Albania, I think Macedonian from Albania. So he played this card to try to be uh, the Dewey candidate for president instead of Pendarovsky, like a Macedonian-Albanian uh, candidate. Mm-hmm. Currently, the biggest supporter of Bulgarian positions. I don't think he, he has gone uh, to the point to declare himself as a Bulgarian, but he's very close. He's mm-hmm. awfully close. Mm-hmm. From all people in the public eye, mm-hmm. he's very, very close. <laughs> so, this is the guy whose father wrote the end. Right. These are all made-up, imposed... <clears throat> 
yeah. symbols. Uh, we erased uh, any claim to ancient classical era uh, history. Uh, we uh, the latest agreement with Bulgaria goes up to the point of uh, summer lighting. Uh, next, the Turks come, so there is a period of uh, of pause. But afterwards, we'll be discussing the national liberation struggle. We'll see what concessions come there. So, you know, why would a person identify himself with this identity if we are watering it down to fit the cosmopolitan views of our, uh, you know, leftists here in Skopje and mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. embassy? I mean, who doesn't care? Right. To, to be fair, the Americans on Kale and the State Department don't think of themselves as Americans either. They're citizens of the world. So, you know, uh, but yeah, no, you're right. It's it's it's, it's a danger. Right, Bulgaria is a bit more uh, like middle of the roadish. Okay, not Bulgarians, but let's say Macedonian Bulgarians or mm. Bulgarian Macedonians. Mm-hmm. Some middle of the road definition. Uh, and then you know if they couple it with issuing passports even more and uh, uh, what was. Uh, they might actually legitimately demand, after the constitutional amendment, public sector quotas for Bulgarians at the level, not at the level of the census, which was about 3,000. Right. Right. There are like 3,000 active Bulgarians, I mean, self-declared Bulgarians in mm-hmm. Macedonia. They can say, listen, we have documents, paper trail, that uh, 100,000 Macedonians sought this. Mm-hmm. And then there is their children and uh, mm-hmm. maybe more extended families. But they're under terror. They're, you know, the clubs are being attacked, and uh, the public discourse is negative. So they fear to declare themselves in the census. But we will request public sector quotas, like you have for the four hundred, five hundred thousand Albanians uh, at twenty-five, thirty percent. Four hundred thousand Bulgarians will want uh, what, like twelve, fifteen percent of the public sector. Right. These are, this is not nothing. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, the government can respond, but listen, those are people who took the passports to go to Germany, to work, blah, blah, No, no, no. Mm-hmm. We have them on paper, mm-hmm. on the record. Your next round of accession talks is coming up. We're mm-hmm. blocking this until you open your quota for public sector hirings. Right. <laughs> Very easily they can get to like 20, 30,000 uh, uh, just the claimants for public sector jobs, right. self-declared Bulgarians with extended right. families. I mean, this can easily... With scholarships, with mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, the, it's a, their, their, their motto is uh, with goodwill and with some beating. Mm-hmm. So now they're mostly using the, the stick. Of mm-hmm. the, but if they use the carrot a little <clears throat> bit more, a, a bit va- more v- wisely, I mean, right. they could have major effect in a state of like total disenchantment and defeatist. And, in this yeah, and this this is to say nothing we have neglected in this conversation and in numerous previous podcasts. The Greek demands are not finished yeah. yet. Uh, you know, I think they're just. I think the Greeks, as a matter of strategy, are just kind of <laughs> laying low, and they see what the Bulgarians are doing and say, "Let yeah. the Bulgarians, you know, carry Thank on you. with all this." And when the time comes, when the various chapters of the U.S. session talks need yeah, to be yeah. ratified by the various EU member states, then. We will present our new demands. Actually, I think the Greeks are turning around to the coming to this realization, which we which we would like to impress on our listeners on that side of the ideological divide on the mm-hmm. other side. That I think they realize that they're getting awfully close to the point of having Greater Albania and Greater Bulgaria on their borders to the north, not to mention having uh, Turkey on the other side. So right. I think they would like us as a buffer state. Right. The issue is, do we want a buffer state if this means to be a buffer state? Mm-hmm. If this means well, just like a economical and technical entity, yeah. but not history, no, mm-hmm. no legacy, no culture. And you know, what, as you said, just look to Aegean Macedonia and the Macedonians there. So it's one thing that we have Macedonians, Imperial Macedonia, who adopt the Bulgarian identity. Mm-hmm. It's relatively easy. The name stays the same. The religion stays the same. It's just like we emphasize this person from history more, that person less. Mm-hmm. It's just like a slightly different reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we do not have a lot of the Bulgarian, uh, the, the era of the Khan's uh, legacy in mm-hmm. Macedonia. In Vardar or in Pirin, mm-hmm. you wouldn't find many people called Asparuch or Krum or something like that. But other than this portion of the history, everything else is more or less the same as just the historical narrative. Uh, and yet, you know, overwhelming majority of the people there now say they're Bulgarian, right. even though the census after the 
war and uh, for quite a lot of time in communist Bulgaria under uh, Dimitrov and for a while under Zhivkov. They would, a lot of them would say they are Macedonians, hundreds of thousands of them, mm-hmm. not like the few thousand that uh, would claim this identity now. But to go from Macedonia to Greek in Aegean Macedonia, it's a huge, huge split. Mm-hmm. And still it happened. And it was carried out and there is relatively little resistance. Mm-hmm. And to Pen- for Pendarovsky to say, no, it can't happen, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to say, the, the addendum to this mm-hmm. is, they're trying to shift the ball to Vimera. They say, listen, but it's usually your people, Vimera people who claim Bulgarian passports. And this is why, if you're seeing this, that we are endangered, it's because you're secretly planning or your own voters are flexible, are not solid on this issue, on the issue of remaining Macedonians, and they're likely to go to become Bulgarians. Right. Where in reality, obviously, the Macedonian, the Vimera voters are more blue-collar. They've been screwed over by the SDSM governments in the deindustrialization, the etc. They're losing their identity. Mm-hmm. They do not have the choice of uh, scholarships through, you know, paid for by the government usually and uh, uh, going to this institute. Like when a colored revolution person leaves Macedonia, it's usually going to, um, what, Colombia, they go to Berkeley, they go to the uh, Austrian universities. Uh, when a Vimera person needs to leave the country, they go to paint uh, walls and uh, <laughs> install drywall in <laughs> Germany. And obviously... They're going to claim passports. Right. Not to mention the active persecution. I know people who have very legitimately sought Bulgarian passports because they were charged for idiotic things mm-hmm. under Tsevenkovsky and Harry Kostov then. Mm-hmm. I don't really know about anybody from this period, but I'm sure people are yeah. looking into this. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Hey, why are you leaving the country? Because you're mes- destroying it and you're actively persecuting me, like... Screw you. Mm-hmm. I'm not staying here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is uh, where we at. Right. Well, I on, think on that cheery, on that cheery note, <laughs> uh, we don't have a farmer's pick. Uh, I'd like to say something positive, you know, about uh, the weather, but it's dreary. Mm. Um, the economy sucks, <laughs> uh, but not just here, you know, everywhere. So if, if yeah. misery loves company. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't really have a cheery note to end on, but you know what? We'll, this again, this is the 100, 149th episode of, we've been, we've been doing this for three years. years. Yeah. Three years. That's incredible. <laughs> Which is good because I've seen some other niche podcasts, you know, uh-huh. focused on the Balkans or areas of the Balkans uh, that have just kind of fallen flat. Yeah, yeah we, we keep on doing it. Hopefully it's a uh, something that uh, that our, our listeners enjoy. and Hopefully we'll outlive uh, North Macedonia, if not Macedonia as such. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, we do a podcast when we restore the name sometime in the, in the distant future. Uh, you know, never say never. Yeah. So, uh, All right. Well, uh, that's a good wrap. We'll uh, get this posted and uh, we'll hopefully talk again before I take off. Sure thing. Take care, buddy. You too.